Welcome to BP Leadership Podcast, where real leaders are made. I'm your host, Bill Purvis, and today's episode is going to be our fourth and final in our series of the conversation with Bill and Dawn Tooney. Both of them are Columbus police officers, and we've been in this series along the line of Back the Blue, learning more about them. We're going to talk to you today about some of the things like Dawn's experience and stories as a hostage negotiator, what she looks for, what you have to do, and how you try to take a situation down. Um, We're also going to look at uh, uh, the reasons why you'd want to be in their field, why you'd want to be on the SWAT team or a hostage negotiator or in law enforcement, and what you'd recommend to somebody that wanted to do that. And then we're going to end with a story about the two of them on a wild chase after the very same guy. So there's a lot of good stuff today that we're going to enjoy. I hope that you're ready for it. Let's get started. Now, when you when you did negotiation, like hostage negotiation, um, what what is? I know the objective is to make sure everybody gets out safe. Yes, sir. But what are the kind of the the things you have to do to establish that connection to to get them to take it off of the intensity and bring it back to reality? Um, you establish communication, like we're uh-huh. doing right here. Right. Talk to them. Let them know that you're here. Not to put them in handcuffs, not yeah. you're here to talk to them, to figure out what is going on with them and yeah. try to help them. Yeah. And by helping them, it brings them down and it yeah. calms the situation down enough to where whatever needs to happen happens. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, I could, communication, yeah. and that's the hardest because if you're there and you're trying to talk to somebody and they're not saying a word back to you. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's they're a standstill. Off. That, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, they've done so. they've done chosen not to go any further. And that's the hardest part. There was a guy years ago, y'all may know, Lowell Armstrong. He was a policeman like he's that's probably thirty five years ago. First mm-hmm. funeral I did when I became pastor was his. I mm-hmm. ate with him on a Wednesday night. He died like on Friday. Wow. He'd been healthy, but he'd been a policeman. Mm-hmm. And he'd been pretty high up, I think a captain or something like that. But I think he did some negotiation. Mm-hmm. And and the way it came out was there was a time, and, and I only knew him like six months before he passed away, but, but I, I was frustrated because we had a, when I first came to church, there was some, you know, a couple of disgruntled people, and they just kept fires going. Right. And so one night, I just, in a meeting or whatever, I just, I just told him what I thought. <laughs> I was yeah. young. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and when I got through, he walked up to me, and I said, oh, no, you're a big guy. And I knew, I said, I'm probably in trouble. He put his arm around me. He said, been a rough day, ain't it, Bill? <laughs> that's when I realized he was a He's a negotiator, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he yeah. never attacked me. He just had been a rough day. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking how my walls came down mm-hmm. as soon as he did that because it was like he got on my side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah. then later when I heard he did negotiation, I, I, I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would that'd be the key. She yeah. She's good at it. Uh-huh. She's, she's real good at it. I'm, I'm not. Y'all come on yeah. out or we come in to get you. <laughs> I, I, I would you know. think that'd work. Though. Yeah. I would think, Dawn, because she's she's firm but loving and being a female, I think that would give you an advantage. I think mm-hmm. you would have a – if you were highly upset and you want to have a confrontation, I believe that you your voice would be more received. I think they'd say, well, you know, she's talking to you with rationale. She's talking mm-hmm. with care. Easier than a bunch of guys hanging over a car, you know, yeah. with a shotgun. So. And sometimes it is. It is. It is a an advantage. Yeah, so, yeah. That would now. Has there been any situations like that that you you've been in that was really tense, but you brought somebody out, they gave up, and they and nobody was hurt. 
Yes, sir. Um, I've I've been in situations like that, and I've also been on the other side of the really? yeah. And those yeah. were extremely hard because after wow. you've talked to somebody for hours and hours and hours and hours, yeah, and then it ends the worst way possible. Mm-mm. That that yeah. Yeah, that would be that. Now, what's yeah. what's the longest negotiation you've been in before? You've been some that lasted many hours like that. The you know that ten. Wow. So in ten hours, yeah, ten hours, yeah. yeah. So ten hours, everybody has yeah. got a standoff. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. basically all you've got at that point, and you just pray you at least have communication because without a little two-way talking right there, yeah. And and, you know, and on the SWAT side of it, while all this is going on, we're like going, "Come on, hurry this, up! This, hurry up. up! This guest yeah. is heavy. This equipment is heavy, yeah. and you know I you're would think, yeah. you're you're amped up, ready to go, and you're just like, really? Come on, let's, yeah. let's go! Let's yeah. Everybody, everybody's like." You're wanting to get after it, but then that you would can be realize a long ten hours. It mm. it is. It would it's a be long. It would seem like when it's over with, like for yeah. everybody's sake, like okay, because yeah. you were mentally engaged the mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah, and uh, that that would that'd be tough. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, let me ask you this: What would you, what would you tell somebody, or would you recommend if somebody said, "I I just have a passion. I want to be in law enforcement." What what do you recommend? What what kind of skills would they need to have to start with? And then, or experiences, or temperament that would make a good police officer. And then, would you recommend they do it? Yeah, I would. I would. Uh, um, one thing you gotta want to do it. Well, yeah, you you gotta have good people skills. Mm-hmm. Um, be able to talk to folks. Um, if uh, you know, I'd say number one thing: be have good people skills. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think? Um. You're better at words than I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I just drew a blank. I mean, it's, it's this job is, to me, an honor. It's yeah. an honorable yeah. job. I take it very seriously. Right. I mean, I don't just do it just to get a paycheck or do it just yeah. to have a job. I take, I take it very seriously. Yeah. You've you got to want to do you, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's so. no in between mm-hmm. because the ones in between are going to end up getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want something and believe in something so much, you're going to uh, hone your craft, right. yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you're going to do it, you need to have obviously some uh, good judgment and quick assessment. Mm-hmm. Common alive. sense. Yeah. Common, Common sense. sense. That goes a long People's way. Skills. Right. And, you know, the one thing is um, our department, we got excellent, excellent training, mm-hmm. yeah. training program. That's- it lasts. Oh man, how long is it? Six months from start to finish. Time. The academy, it's an excellent training program. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, some folks sometimes they get in there and they realize, ooh, this ain't for me. Yeah, so and that's that's the time to do is when yes. you're going through training. Uh, when you get out on the street with your with your FTO, mm-hmm. one or two days, we've had folks first day come back in and said, I just just ain't for me. Really? Yeah, even after they've gone through the training. Though. You yeah, gotta you do. feel good yeah, for that yeah, because you they knew their yeah, limitations. You, you can't yeah. talk bad about yeah. them because yeah. not everybody can do this job. That's right. You know, some folks, you know, don't really want to do it, but they do yeah. it just it's a paycheck. Right. But not there ain't too many of them out there like yeah. that, but you've really gotta you really gotta want to do this job. Yeah, I would think it'd be better for them if they know that's not what they're supposed to do. Yeah, and it'd be better for their team. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You know, being like I said earlier, a brotherhood. I mean, it's right. a, you know, it's it's a brotherhood. Yeah. I mean, 
You know, you lose one cop, you just lost oh, your brother, you lost you your do. sister. Regardless that, if it's with our department or any other department yeah. that's yeah. out there, it's, you feel you feel it. That's you know? what I love about it. I, honestly, when I see or hear of of a police that has lost his life in a line of duty or something, and then mm-hmm. all across the nation, yeah. there are people in the same field grieving. And I, I, I think and that's that's the family part yep. that, that connects you. That's, and when I first got down there, I was on the honor guard, and it seems like it was weekly. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'd say we, about every two weeks, we were we were going to go to Atlanta for a funeral, or right. one up in Atlanta, Alabama, someplace close. But I'm thinking, man, that's just it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, always going to police funeral, you know, and it's mm-hmm. if ever it's just it'll get to you. It does. Yeah, and it's so <clears> senseless <throat> to me when it's especially when it's random. And mm-hmm. I may understand if they if they pull up and there's a bank robbery and there's a shootout or something. Yeah. Like that. But when it's just senseless, when somebody yeah. pulls over a traffic ticket or you go up to the house to stop a domestic violence and all of a sudden it turns to that and yeah. mm-hmm. an officer loses their life. And, yeah. uh, you know, that that to me is the part that's most senseless. It's, it is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. Yeah. If I had to uh, define what being a police officer is to me, mm-hmm. I would say it was honor, it was courage, mm-hmm. integrity, perseverance, yeah. and self-control. Mm-hmm. That to me is a police officer. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I would think of. I think of a good police officer. I really do. Yeah, I would be the, there, there are many of them that you you may not know. I speak for I think a lot of people, but I feel safe because of policemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, my oldest son and I a while back we were going somewhere and he saw a policeman outside this door and they had a guard. It was like a jewelry store thing. So he said, "Dad, I don't know if I want to go in there. They got this big cop sitting out there with all that stuff on it." I said, "No, that's the one you want to go you in. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. trying to pr- protect anything yeah. that goes wrong." Mm-hmm. He said, "You don't want to go in one where they're not there." Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so they, you know, I, I, I feel, and I, I think the biggest thing is y'all are the most underappreciated profession. I yeah. think that if people would stop and realistically evaluate what benefit and what good you do. I think they'd they'd say I got to change my way of thinking, and every time I see them, I ought to pray for them. Yeah. And, uh, and that'd be definitely yeah, appreciated here. Yeah, I yeah. mean it means a lot when folks yeah. come up, you know, here in the church. I've had, yeah. you know, most folks know what we yeah. do here and everything. Right. They come up and they shake your hands and really, you know, thank you for your service. Like yeah. we're in the military, the military guys over in, in a war zone, thank yeah. them for their service. Mm-hmm. You know, but they come up and they thank us. Uh, thank me, thank you, and yeah. everything. It's just that means a, a means a really a means a lot. Yeah. It really does. Well, it, it does. The presence that. of the presence of y'all, even our services, has made a big difference. Yeah. I mean, the fact is, is that I think it keeps down some things that we may not know, even just chaos. Mm-hmm. But but it, it it you know just knowing you're there because of the you know we live in a crazy world. Yes. We live in a world where people will do random acts of violence just to get their name known. Mm-hmm. Five seconds worth of notoriety. Yeah. 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 And so I, I am grateful. I'm, I'm thankful that that uh, that y'all are that y'all are here. That we're friends. I'm grateful for the profession you have, the difference you make, and uh, and I, Thank you. I look forward. I, I hope that, and we may even come back in time and do some more. But but I've enjoyed talking to you, and, uh, enjoyed, and I, enjoyed being here. Yeah, and I and I say to anybody listening that that uh, you know that knows a police officer, I encourage them to be sure and show them appreciation. And for anyone that may be thinking about going in the field, you've already said it. Yeah. If they want to do it, it's a good field where you make a big difference. It, yes, so, yeah. Yeah. So my hope is that they will they will follow that dream and do it. Yes, sir. Right. Come back next time. I want to tell a funny story about oh, her. Oh, you can tell it now. We were we were doing a, a roundup. Um, uh-huh. This this was years ago. I was a canine handler, and I had a 
different. We had a bunch of different law enforcement folks with us on this roundup. We worked undercover for almost six months. Had warrants out on everybody, so we right. go to we go do a roundup. We're gonna pick them up on the warrants. Mm-hmm. Went to a certain apartment complex. Oh boy, wasn't there. So we picked the other folks up. We come back, and I told the officers with me. I said, uh, if I get to running, I'm just mm-hmm. pulling my keys out of the ignition, throw them on the floorboard. You get in my truck and you follow me or whatever. I had mm-hmm. what, about four or five other cars there with us. Well, she was in her marked unit. Mm-hmm. And they were, I pulled up to the front and they were going to come around and cover the back. Right. I pulled around the front. Well, they knew my car. Oh, boy, it takes off through the house. Well, I bail mm-hmm. out and I take off through the house after him. Right. And uh, run, I'm mean, chasing him. We're going across the. Victor Drive, and I hear, you know, the four barrels kick in, and I hear uh-uh. the, the blue lights and the sirens, and I'm chasing this guy across Victor Drive, and I look over, and she's she's coming across there in a mark, you know, on two wheels, uh-uh. on two wheels. No. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, I said, this is going to leave a mark if she hits me. Oh, yeah. boy. I mean, I was closed in on old boy. Wow. So she went, actually drove between us uh-huh. and got up to – yeah, I can't remember what road it was on, but got up and just cut him off. An old boy slammed in the side of the car. She jumps uh, out, and I see her jump over the hood of her car. You know, next thing no. you, you know, get him cuffed. <laughs> she picks him up, and the folks in the store are all, hey. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was, uh, that's he it, ran dog. into my car, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah I, he ran yeah. into your car. <laughs> yeah, but you know? that's one of those good arrests. Yeah, that, it was. That you should have that one on was video. so much oh, yeah. fun. And yeah. he's running up Victor Drive in blue jeans and cowboy boots and was on that man's heels. Uh-uh. So. Back then, I was a lot younger then. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. But that's, that, was, that was fun. That yeah, was, we, we're the power couple. We're yeah, the power couple. Right. We're the power couple. There, there, would be, there would be some of those incidents that you said the other day about that was a good situation. You know? yeah. It was. It, was, it, was, it turned fun. out well. We cleaned the streets. Yep. Nobody was killed. No one got and, hurt. Uh, and, and, yeah. it was, and it, and it, mm-hmm. it had a little bit of color to it and flavor to it. It wasn't yeah. like... A normal, okay, I give up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, no. <laughs> uh, funny, I turn the corner, I see that car on two wheels, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody going to get it. <laughs> Joe like she stole it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed the final episode of Bill's Conversation with Officers Bill and Don Tuning in the Back the Blue series. And the series is not over yet. We're keeping it rolling with our next podcast with Officer Kevin Baldwin. Kevin is an amazing guy, and his conversation with Bill is really, really good. You get to hear a little bit about Kevin's time on the motor squad and some high-speed chases that he got into while he was on the motor squad, as well as you get to hear his heart a little bit about what it's like being a father who's also a police officer and raising his son um, in the world that he is living in now and the generation he is uh, he's in and he's raising him in as well as you get to hear a little bit about why he's on guard all the time and why he's always assessing the situation and knowing his area and his surroundings and the things and the training that he's had over the years to keep him in that mindset at all times great stuff you do not want to miss it so make sure you stay tuned for our next podcast coming out soon with Kevin Baldwin make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get notified when that episode releases on whatever podcast platform you're on or if you're on YouTube make sure you subscribe and you hit the bell so that you get those notifications as well. So glad you guys tuned in. We'll see you on the next podcast. And remember that this is where real leaders are made.